most people overestimate what they can do in 100 days or six months versus, uh, and they underestimate what they can do in two or three years. And that is the truth. So anybody who's listening to this, persistence and consistency will always prevail over that short-term burst of energy. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. And we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories or topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on our greatest asset, talent management and hiring. Think from great resignation to the great renovation. And if you disagree with me, maybe these episodes might be especially for you. Life and especially business has changed. It has forced those that are within organizations to look differently at talent, how it's being managed. When we talk about change, think about it. We have to realize that business as usual is no longer here. And that's evident in attracting and retaining clients, but also in setting up people within organizations to succeed. Think onboarding, think DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, how it is working from home, and even going back into the office. Things are different, and this month we are going to explore these topics by featuring CEO hacks and CEO nuggets, but also interviews that focuses on these changes and how organizations can make sure they care for and attract the most valuable asset, their people. Sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Rick Elmore of Simply Noted. Rick, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Definitely. I'm excited to have you on as well. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Rick so you can hear about all these awesome things that he's doing. And Rick is an entrepreneur, sales and marketing expert, and former college and professional football player. As founder and CEO of Simply Noted, Rick developed a proprietary technology that puts real pen and ink to paper and scale handwritten communications, helping businesses of all industries stand out from their competition and build meaningful relationships with clients, customers, and employees. Founded in 2018, Simply Noted has grown into a thriving company with clients of various sizes across the country, including hospitality, real estate, insurance, nonprofit, franchise, B2B, and many others. Rick, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? And we'll let you get started with the business. Absolutely. So my journey, you know, me, I have a twin brother. We started, we grew up in California and we got football scholarships to play at the University of Arizona. Grown up, middle-class family, both really small business owners. My mom owned a medical billing practice and my stepdad was a contractor, but I kind of always wanted to get into entrepreneurship at some point in my life. But after college in 2010, I was lucky enough to play in the NFL for three years. I was drafted in 2011. And then when I got done, just like many athletes, their life has been structured for so long, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So... I just looked around, saw what other people did, and that went through the similar transition that I did when they got done. And a lot of people that were similar to me got into medical device sales because it was competitive and it still fed that competitive spirit that we still had in us. 
So I was doing it for about five years. I knew I wanted to do something else. So I went back and did my MBA in 2017. I still have a couple of semesters left, but left because of what I'm doing now. But I had a, a marketing professor going over some marketing rates, lecture one, one class period. And when they ended the lecture after going through all these nominal success rates in marketing through email and direct mail and cold calling and all these things, everything was just so small. And they ended the lecture kind of half-heartedly joking, saying handwritten notes had a 99% open rate. And I was just, I was like, yeah, there's no, no big deal or it's a no-brainer, but who has the time to sit down and do it? And nobody these days even knows how to sit down and pull together an envelope and a stamp and a card and put your thoughts down on paper. It's, exact, it's actually a laborious thing to do. And you mess up and there's just so many things about it. But yeah, long story short, I worked with a cohort classmate of mine, found technology for basically all over the world, South America, US, China, flew stuff together, brought it here, worked with mail houses locally, and basically developed a, a robotic writing technology that holds a real pen and puts your words down on paper to scale really easily. So yeah, that's, I guess, the quick two-minute overview. Nice. Absolutely love that. And especially, I remember every time I got a gift when I was a, a kid, my mom forced me to write a handwritten note to everybody who gave me a kid. And it made a really big impression on the people that got it, but also taught me how important it is to give thanks for what you have. And I think you have been able to take something that is laborious, that takes a lot of time and been able to scale that out and create a solution for something that a lot of us want to do, but may not have had a way before you to be able to make that happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing. We all want to do it, but we live in 2020. It's a digital era. Um, we all have cell phones. I can't, my phone goes off every 90 seconds with an email or a text message or a Facebook update or something, right? That uh, it's just impossible to find a time to do it. And I know people want to do it. And that's really why we're here. We want to help companies. We want to help people bring that personal level of communication back in to the world. You know, what is old is new again. Everything comes back around. And I really think that handwritten notes are something that really can be used, not just only in business, but in people's daily lives. So. Yeah, absolutely. And did you drill down a little bit deeper and take us through like the yeah. process and how so, exactly it works? Yeah. So we're a software, a robotics company, an e-commerce company, but really the heart of what we do is want to make it efficient for companies to automate sending thank you cards or birthday cards or holiday cards. And how we do that right now is through software applications such as Zapier or Integromat or with our robust RESTful API. Companies can take our API and use our API any way that they want to send handwritten notes. And APIs can get a little brain numbing for some folks, but essentially it's just our service broken down into a code for other softwares to use it how they want to use it. So that's how we are scaling our business through software and the software sends in orders and then our robots fulfill them. So that's really the deeper part of what we do. Nice. Absolutely. So people can have their existing softwares that they might use and be able mm -hmm. to, to connect that API and still get that win-win opportunity. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. 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 And so what would you consider, and this could be for yourself personally or your business to be your secret sauce, the thing you feel sets you apart and makes you unique? On a personal level, I think my drive for anything that I do is it's, it's relentless and it, I, it's, it's pretty daunting how much, how hard I work and how passionate I am about what I'm doing. When people see how the amount of time I put into this or the energy or just what I've done to build since we noted over the last two and a half years, it's pretty, yeah, I would say exhausting, but 
yeah, I'd say personally, it's my drive. It's, it's something that I can control my attitude and effort. But like on a business or software side, something that's really helped me be successful is understanding what technologies are out there. With my sales background, we weren't really taught that. And we were just taught to go out there and talk to people and build relationships, which is a very important part of business. You need to have the ability to build and maintain relationships. But since becoming an entrepreneur, there's softwares out there that make life easy. And softwares like Zapier or Integromat, you really can integrate those types of platforms into your guys' sales processes and make things a little bit more automated so you can scale your outreach or scale your follow-up or scale your prospecting. So I would say understanding what tools are available to you and then really dive deep into them and understand how to use them. Yeah, that's definitely huge. And I was going to actually ask you, because I, I heard you mention having the routine as a college and professional athlete, if you felt like that kind of led into or fed that competitive spirit that you had as far as like having that relentlessness for being able to build and grow this yeah. and to learn all that technology and skills that you need to help the clients. It absolutely does. I would say when I played football there, there was a, I loved working out and competing, but what I, something that like lit my heart and my soul on fire was pass rushing and getting into a quarterback and getting a sack. And I played outside linebacker and I really loved it. It's hard to put into words, but everybody has that one thing. And when I was an athlete, that was it. When I put my hand down in the dirt, it was me versus that guy. And he either beat me that rep or I beat him that rep. And I hated losing. And since becoming an entrepreneur, I was figuring it out for five or six years when I was in sales. But when I, since I figured this out, I have that same passion and that same fire. My heart is on fire. My passion is relentless. I love what I'm doing. And I believe in the purpose of what we're doing. And when you have that behind what you're doing, it makes it really easy to go and work 12, 14, 15 hour days and do it seven days a week because I love it. I literally dream about what I'm doing. We're so in, involved with developers and engineers and what we're doing. Like, I'll wake up at two and have to go write down thoughts because I'm literally that invested in what I'm doing. And I just love it. This We started tinkering around in 2017, but I'll be in the office or a warehouse at midnight and just staring at these machines. I'm just, I have no software background, no robotics background. If I can do this, anybody can do this. And it's pretty awesome. I appreciate that. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Something I've really started leveraging recently is like personal assistance and like platforms like People by the Hour or Fiverr and really offloading a lot of that busy work. Because early on, we still are an early on like stage company. We're only two years in and you really got to be aware about where your finances are going and you got to be able to manage the people that you work with. So Having platforms like, yeah, I would say Fiverr or People by the Hour or People by Hour. Awesome. And so now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you happen to a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So when I first started this this company, I one of my, my business partners is someone I've known since I was eight years old. So my business partner came out from California to help me start this. So I've had a lot of support. I remember promising him, I was like, give me 100 days, give me 100 days and this company will be completely different than what it is today. And um, I guess the little nugget I'd like to share is that most people overestimate what they can do in 100 days or six months versus, and they underestimate what they can do in two or three years. And that is the truth. So anybody who's listening to this, persistence and consistency will always prevail over that short-term burst of energy. And we are, I'm just passing last month, two years full-time doing this. And we are just like starting to get over some really big like mountains and big humps and 
Yeah, oh my gosh, it's for me, patience is something I've had to learn to do, especially in entrepreneurship, because you have to coordinate with so many people and one thing breaks, you have to get this guy involved. And it's just, it's hard. It is really hard. So I guess the nugget I would share is patience and don't, don't overestimate what you can do in a hundred days, but or whatever. Yeah. Don't underestimate what you can do, but estimate what you can do in two years. Yeah. So yeah, that's something I would definitely want to go back and tell myself for sure. And anybody who's thinking about starting this journey. Deb, appreciate those nuggets. And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping our different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Rick, what does being a CEO mean to you? One thing I've learned recently because our team has grown is as being a CEO, you think that you're going to run your own business and you're going to be your own boss. But really as a CEO, you just become a servant of people. You become somebody that is constantly thinking about your employees or your clients, and you're really just working for them. And that was one thing I thought when I was leaving the corporate world, I was like, man, I'm going to get away from this. I'm going to be doing my own thing. I'm going to be able to call the shots. But the further you get into it, if you want to build the right type of business and build the right type of camaraderie or the right culture, the mindset is your people first and your clients. And you really, you're putting yourself on the back burner and you really do become like a what I need is last. So yeah, I would definitely go back and, and tell myself or anybody who's doing this for the first time, if you're doing this because you think you're going to be able to call the shots and you don't have to deal with headaches and you can just fire people and it's easy. No, no. Run the other way. Stick to what you're doing because this isn't for you because becoming a business owner, you even you have to work even harder for your people and you have to work even harder for your customers because if you don't, your people will leave and then you won't be able to make your product or push out your product or sell it or you'll lose your customers. You won't have the money coming in. So you're going to become a servant of people. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that raft definitely will flip over if that is your mindset. And Simon Sinek has his book. I think it's Simon Sinek, Eaters Lead Last. And that hits home with the servant leadership that you talked about is that so many times you realize that you're giving of yourself to so many different aspects of of what it is that you do. And that's how, you know, you're able to be successful. So Rick, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Yeah, I would just add these four words that meant a lot to me in college. It was passion, desire, perseverance, and strength. If you can find those four things and hold on to those four things, and no matter what you're going through, you can get through it. In college, it was really hard. I played for four coaches in four different year, in four years. I had to earn my starting spot every single year. And some days when you're doing those 12, 14, 16 hour days and you're getting beat up mentally and physically on the field, a lot of people quit. I came in with 32 guys my freshman year. I think we graduated like 12 or 13 of them. And you get those thoughts about quitting. If it's a sport or in life, um, you just got to remind yourself while you're there, find the passion for what you did in that. For me, it was pass rush. Desire for me, I wanted to go to the NFL. Desire for somebody else, you may want to get a promotion or you may want to go start your own business. Perseverance is just with anything, right? It's you got to push through no matter what. You're going to have obstacles, big waves that you're going to have to go through in that little dinghy by yourself. And then strength. That's something I've always held myself accountable to being is mentally strong and physically strong. Because if I can do that, those other things I felt like I can do mentally pretty easily. So yeah, I'd say passion, desire, perseverance, and strength. Find those four things in your life. And I feel like those words can guide you. And then, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to check out Simply Noted, it's just simplynoted.com. We're releasing tons of updates. I'm all over LinkedIn. I do a pretty decent job on LinkedIn trying to engage with people that reach out to us. But yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Definitely appreciate it as well, too. We will have the links and information in the show notes, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. 
Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO Podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.